0: Hello and welcome to the Palace Radio review of the season with me, Chris Humphreys. Cast your minds back 12 months. Palace faced Peterborough on the final day of the championship season here at Selhurst Park, knowing a win would seal a playoff place. However, we found ourselves trailing 2-1 with seven minutes left, until a late penalty from Glenn Murray followed by Miller Jedinak's last-minute header, gave us the playoff place and sent Dwight Gale's Peterborough down to League One. What followed the course is legendary. Wilf's brace at Brighton, followed by this at Wembley.
1: Happy scores! Crystal
2: Palace have Off Wembley!
0: We had liftoff and how? Superkev's brilliant penalty was enough for to send the Stanley Eagles soaring back into the Premier League for the first time in eight years. And so it was that a summer of rapid transformation followed at Selhurst Park, with no less than 16 new players joining the club and many changes off the pitch as well. It was Andre villas boass Tottenham side, now free of Gareth Bale, who were the first visitors to Selhurst Park on a warm and bright day in August. And only a penalty by new signing Roberto Soldado after a controversial handball by Dean Moxie that did not please manager Ian Holloway was enough to see Spurs beat the Eagles. And that opening day narrow defeat followed by the win over Paolo Di Canio's Sunderland a fortnight later with Stuart O'Keefe's spectacular goal from the edge of the penalty area, gave some fans hope we might just compete at this new Premier League level.
2: In comes Rooney, great free kick. He raises his arms aloft and just listen to the response. That has snuffed out the threat from Crystal Palace, the diminishing threat with 10 men, but for a long time it had stayed 1-0. Rooney takes care of that from the free kick, a soft free kick to give away sends Julius Peroni the wrong way and Crystal Palace are
3: now facing a heavy scoreline here at Anfield In comes from Ruiz to the far post
4: and it's, well, is there going to be goal line technology? I think we've had it, it's in the back of the net with Peroni tries his absolute best to keep it out but it's somehow squirmed beyond the line and into the net and Palace are being absolutely trounced here
1: The effort's there, unfortunately the quality is just that little bit too good at the moment in this division We're learning, we've got to learn fast, but we're not there yet, and it's going to be a hard, hard season.
2: This is a disaster.
0: It was only late October, and already Palace were becoming a laughing stock amongst both fans and the media. Derby's record low points total in the Premier League of 11 points set six years previously was already looking mountainous. So it was that at the end of October, Ian Holloway and Steve Parrish called a press conference in London to announce that the manager had chosen to depart. I'm very
4: proud of my work with Steve. Um, I'm very tired as well, to be honest with you. If I thought for one minute I wasn't helping and, and seven defeats out of eight, I don't particularly feel good enough, even with the group that we've got. And, um, you know, such is life. So I'd rather call a, a meeting in front of all of you to actually sow some solidarity
0: because most of it's been absolute nonsense. Holloway's assistant Keith Millen, a boyhood Palace fan from Croydon, stepped into the breach upon Ollie's departure and assumed responsibility for the team for four matches. He started off with a credible, if comfortable, defeat to Arsenal and ended up at the KC Stadium with Palace's first away win of the season.
3: Jerome spins it in field. Here's Dwight Gale, took Jerome inside the 18 yard box. He's taken it away from one challenge. Square ball! What hell? Barry Bannon for Crystal Palace! Side! Scythe- Team goal Jerome playing it across the face of the six-yard box and there's Barry Banner to turn it in. Down to ten men, but ahead in the game. Hull City Nil, Crystal Palace one.
0: Millen returned to his job as assistant as Palace opted for a new manager with plenty of Premier League experience but none of relegation. In seven successful years, Tony Pulis took Stoke City from a mid-table championship side to one that progressed to the knockout stages of the Europa League. The new boss had been impressed by how far the club had come in such a short space of time, but knew there was so much more yet to do.
5: When you think they were near receivership and and, the the new board of directors have cleared that, Um, not only have they steadied the ship but actually got promoted out of the championship into the premiership in such a short period of time. Um, You know, it's an absolute wonderful achievement. What we have to do is to make sure now we put the footings in and the foundations in where, you know, the the team, if possible, has a chance to to really compete at this level.
0: It certainly didn't take Pudis long to build those foundations. His first game saw the Eagles go down to a narrow defeat at Norwich City, and that was followed by a home London derby against Big Sam's West Ham side, and then a game against fellow strugglers and fellow promoted side, Cardiff City. First, though, the thoughts of the man who put him in the job, Palace co-chairman Steve Parrish.
6: People ask me why I took so long over it. I think I had concerns about, you know, the style of play that Tony was known for, and I would possibly be as guilty as everybody else of being ignorant of, of the reality of that and watched Stoke that many times. But they were, I have to say, when we played them, they were pretty... <laughs> and I think they were particularly enamoured We coming to Sellers Park to play us in the League Cup or whatever we played them in. And, and it was pretty industrial fair that night. And and I actually thought that we didn't really have the personnel to play that way. That was my concern. You know, I, I didn't see us really having a team that was capable of playing off second balls and, and getting lots of people in and around defenders, you know, and, and really winning lots of long aerial competitions. So but obviously having a chat to Tony and realising that he was far from one dimensional and more than capable of adapting his style of play and just getting to know him a little bit gave me the confidence
4: come on Palace, get something before the break it will be a massive tonic to everyone in here Tony Pulis and the fans and us here on Palace Radio, near post corner Ward gets it back somehow to Bannon who crosses first time header from Shemak, goal from Shemak Palace in front, it's Palace 1 it's West Ham 0 and it's Marion Shemak with a header
7: brilliant stuff from Palace well we've been talking about the silky skills of Marion Shemak There have been some lovely touches. And now he's finishing off with a near post
4: header. Goal for Marion Shemak and fully deserved. Cameron Jerome, can he get a shot away? Another great challenge. It's still in the penalty area with Punchen. Stephen Cork with another great challenge.
3: Cross from Punchen, header from Jerome, 1-0. Palace are in front, what a header from Cameron Jerome. And the Eagles hit the ground running. It's Palace 1, Cardiff
7: 0. Cameron Jerome, he's had a couple of chances on goal. The cross came over and it was third time lucky as he powered a header in from point blank range. Palace to Germany
4: ahead. And how good to see Cameron Jerome score against his first club. And that is such good defending from Joel Ward. You won't see better defending than that any Premier League game this weekend or in fact this season, it's really good play. Gets it forward now, good ball in from Ballon, Jerome was almost there, Shamac's there, volley, yeah, goal, Palace go, Cardiff nil, and that is a confident yeah. Marion Schemach for Palace, he's second in a week and the Eagles doubled their lead.
7: Great combination there, the ball played forward, laid off from Cameron Jerome, it came to Schemach and with unerring an accuracy, he struck it right-footed into the corner, his confidence is sky high, and so is that of Palace. It's been a great week for Tony Pulis as Crystal Palace manager. Confidence sky high from Julian in goal right through to the magnificent Cameron Jerome up front. Just looking at the happy pictures there of Marion Chemak going over to the other players. That's the spirit in the Palace side at the moment, but it's the organisation, the way they work for each other, but also the growing confidence that has really impressed me.
0: A week later, Shamak scored for the third game in a row, the first time he'd managed this since coming to England, in a spirited but narrow defeat at Stamford Bridge. Following that was a 3-0 aberration against Newcastle, with Yoan Kabay in hot form ahead of his move to Paris Saint-Germain. Then came a big game at Villa Park on Boxing Day. A dull affair was petering into a 0-0 draw, until Dwight Gale had a moment of inspiration in injury time.
2: They break down the left-hand side opportunity for Gale now. Can he get the ball? He's going to be one-on-one with the last defender. Dwight Gale runs into the penalty area. Still going, Dwight Gale with a great shot, and it's gone it into this top corner. What a fantastic strike by Dwight Gale! He is sending the away support absolutely wild on the far side. Booze will be ringing out over Aston Villa, and the players and the fans get onto the pitch. That could be a huge three points in the context of this season for Crystal Palace.
0: It certainly was. In just a month in charge, Tony Pulis had taken Palace from the bottom of the league to out of the relegation zone, and with the January transfer window looming, an opportunity to bring in some new quality. However, January was, for the most part, a frustrating month in SE25, dominated by the tabloid reaction to one unfortunate moment in North London.
3: Jason Puncher will take it. It's his 19th appearance for Crystal Palace. Here he comes, left footed. he's put it over the bar. Penalty
0: from Jason Punchin. Punchin found himself widely mocked for missing the penalty at Tottenham, not least by former Palace manager Neil Warnock, whom Punchin had played for during a brief loan spell at QPR. However, if there's one thing this Palace squad has in abundance, it's character. And Punchin shows he has that in abundance too, as he reacted in just the perfect way.
7: Poor ball given away though to Schumach in the area, to Punchin. Punchin with a chance to intercept and he scored! Jason Punchin has scored! <laughs> after all the stick he's had in the last few days no one deserves to score more than Jason And a mistake by the Stoke defender it fell to Punchen he twisted, he turned and he curled his left foot shot into the far corner after seven minutes in the second half it's Palace one, Stoke City nil
1: oh a lovely move from Palace down that right hand side and Mariapa getting himself in a way a little bit twisted but the ball broke to Jason Punchen he opened up his body and uh, allowed the ball to go forward. And I think the defender thought he was probably going to cut back on his right hand. And uh, a lovely left foot shot into the bottom well, corner. It that was fantastic.
4: It's Palace in possession now. And that's a good ball for Balassi. He's got the, uh, the run there on Liam Rossini. He's inside him now. Balassi into the penalty area. He's got the replay back. It comes back. Header from Punchin. It hits Shabag Punchin.
1: 1 0 Palace. And Jason Punchin finds the back of the net. For the second consecutive home game, it's Crystal Palace one. It's Hull City 0.
5: We've been really pleased with Punch because, obviously, with the penalty miss and the, the criticism and, and uh, that goes on, um, you know, when uh, when things like that happen, he's picked himself up. And the, the two games, um, he's been, you know, wonderful. And today, another goal, absolutely delighted. It gives us the three points. He's a good lad. Um, you've got to keep on top of him. You know, he, 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 you know, like all players today, you have to be on top of their, you know, the, the, the situation they're in and, and, and the frame, you know, their, their mindset, and mind frame in, in respect of where they are.
0: The final day of January saw the transfer window slam shut for another year. In the hours leading up to the window closing, Palace made their recent successes count with no less than five new acquisitions. The informed Punchin made his loan move from Southampton a permanent one. Scott Dan joined from Blackburn to shore up the defence. Wayne Hennessy provided good cover for Jules in Go after joining from Wolves. Joe Ledley moved down from Celtic and a surprise move from the Scottish champions. And the crown jewels of January signings, Palace beat a host of other Premier League clubs to sign Tom Ince on loan from Blackpool for the rest of the season. The new signings made their mark straight away against West Brom at Selhurst Park.
7: Palace on the attack again. It's on the far side. It's Ward to Punchen, back Better Ward right on the halfway line. He chips it forward. It's fits on by Schmack. Palace again on the edge. Blassie goes down under a challenge and a ball in the back of the net. But while the referee waited, it's a goal to Palace. And it's Thomas Hintz who scored on his debut. As the players hesitated, Thomas Hintz ghosted
1: in. And he scored on his debut. Palace one, from his deal. Yes, 14. Here at Salas Park and Palace are 1-0 up and uh, what a lovely start for Tom Ince, a lovely ball that was put through to velassi he almost lost possession and it fell to Tom Ince, he chipped the keeper into the far corner, a fantastic start for the Eagles.
7: So this Thomas Ince who runs across on the far side, the Palace right to take the corner in, in front of... Uh, Mass ranks of West Bromwich fans who won't be enjoying the game too much at the moment over comes the Thomas Hintz corner great right header and Palace the second and I do believe it's Joe Medley. It Joe Ledley indeed. with the header from the corner another Palace new boy makes it Palace 2 West Bromwich Albion nil Hintz's corner Ledley's header Palace 2 West Bromwich nil well
1: a fantastic it curling corner away. by Thomas Joe Ledley came Joe in on the edge of the 6 yard box Challenge to give goalkeeper Foster absolutely no chance
0: and All good things must come to an end though, as the saying goes, and the feel-good factor around Selhurst Park that had seemingly built in was no different, as Palace went on a run of almost nine hours without a goal from open play. The only highlight in this period was the return from injury of Glenn Murray, after his horrible anterior cruciate ligament damage sustained against Brighton in the playoffs ten months before. Glenn got the chance for first Premier League goal in his third game back from injury after a crude challenge by Chico Flores on the edge of the area at Swansea.
2: Can he score from the spot? Sure can! Into the top right-hand corner! Delirious siege for the Crystal Palace fans! They never stopped believing this afternoon. They sang throughout, and Glen Murray is the hero this afternoon.
0: Palace became very insular in this period, attempting to grind out goalless draws and take the point rather than push on for anything more positive than that. Most notably was at Sunderland, much to the ire of Black Cat's industrial midfielder Lee Catamol, who criticised the Palace approach in the press after the game. The following week, another trip to the North East saw Palace take on a Newcastle side without their manager Alan Pardew, after he'd attempted to recreate his Villa Park header on David Myler's face. It looked like the job had again been done, and a good point would be taken away from a tough trip to the North East, until, with injury time already up, Palace switched off for the first time in the game.
3: Ben Arthur on the right-hand side, still with it for Newcastle. Nil-nil. gets away from Joe Ledley. Still with it, Ben Arthur. Clips it up, That no one header! Oh, oh offside. In the back no. of the from Pepi Cisse. Newcastle United win with the last touch of the all. Cisse had a chance 60 seconds ago to win it, now has won it. Ben Arthur creating. Pepi Cisse getting on the end of it. That broken palace hearts. it's Newcastle united one crystal
0: palace now sickener combined with sunderland's two games in hand meant that survival was once again out of our control it was going to take a real effort now to secure premier league survival for the first time in our history and who could have predicted what would come next?
7: Palace coming forward again, and Bellassi, who, uh took on Ivanovic and beat him. Just then, got in a great cross. Here comes a cross from Joel Ward. Yeah! Goal! Palace
2: have scored! Unbelievable! As John Terry has got a goal. John Terry heads it into his own net. Palace
1: one, Chelsea nil, if Palace Palace players can't score, John Terry will do it for you,
4: captain, leader, home goal. Palace one, Chelsea nil, and it was great play from Palace, the cross came in, he got there just ahead of Joe Ledley, did Terry, and he diverts it beyond Peter Cech, it's Crystal Palace one, it's Chelsea nil, and Palace and Solos Park is absolutely rocking. Oscar lining up a shot,
7: but uh, oh dear, it's fallen badly, what a save! What a save by Julian Spironi, Hazard seems to have the goal at his mercy from six yards, placed gotcha. it in the corner, and Spironi miraculously fisting it clear. My love for that man, is I didn't
4: think it could get any oh, bigger. Oh, what a save, unbelievable. Julian Spironi. That is the best of them all. That's Eden Hazard, one of the best players in the world, clean through on goal, and Speroni thwarts him, and Palace still lead Chelsea oh, oh. by a goal to nil. Wonderful, wonderful,
7: wonderful afternoon. Wonderful scenes as the palace players hug each other. Their Chelsea players sink to the ground in despair. Darrell and I hug each other because this is wonderful. This is what football's all about. The team given no those chance. Tony Fure sprinting towards the Homesdale uh, how wonderful the fans have been oh what a day what an unforgettable day just looking out on the pitch um, the players come for a warm down I don't know whether you know that some some of you might well do but after a game they come out on the pitch and, and do this thing of warm down which is uh, jogging about at the moment and there are still quite a number of people still in the stadium yeah, who are giving, him, uh, giving them another uh, standing yeah, ovation yeah. which is lovely and,
0: and very very well deserved. We shouldn't get carried away, there's a lot of hard work to do, but fair play to everyone who put that hard work in today. Palace was so good that day, even Jose held his hands up after the game.
5: I think maybe they deserve the victory. I think their spirit was was stronger, their desire was stronger, their commitment was stronger. And um, I think that makes me feel that maybe they deserve the victory.
0: That deserved victory over Jose's Blues gave everyone at the club a massive if unexpected boost. But next up came a massive game, a trip to Cardiff City, fellow relegation strugglers, and surely a must-not-lose at the very least. Fortunately, Tony Pulis's side had done their homework.
3: Now Ledley, little skipping run, plays it back, punching, on his left foot, can he dig out a shot? He can! And he scores! Jason Puncheon from 17 yards out just shifted his feet. Left-footed drive, David Marshall left flat-footed. And with 31 minutes on the clock, Crystal Palace have a rarity. A seventh away goal of the season. And it's Cardiff City now, Crystal Palace won. Here comes the free kick into the it was off the goal and then bundled in by Joe Ledley. He will not celebrate the goal. He gets hugged by Cameron Jerome. Joe Ledley showing great sporting ability there to not celebrate an important goal for Crystal Palace. Shemak's header initially saved by Marshall and then bundled in by the hometown boy against his former club. Joe Ledley makes it. Cardiff City 0, Crystal Palace 2. Now surely salvation for the Eagles and heading into the abyss for Cardiff City. What a goal from Jason Punching to make it 3-0. Edge of the penalty area, left-footed, little backlift beyond David Marshall and Crystal Palace still. Three goals, three points, heading towards safety and Cardiff, with very little fight in this game, are heading back towards the championship. It's Cardiff City nil, Crystal Palace 3.
0: Cardiff's somewhat eccentric owner Vincent Tan, of course, tried his best to get that changed off the pitch in the days that followed the match, if only to the delight of the tabloid newspapers. One thing was clear from the result at the Cardiff City Stadium though, and that's that Palace could now genuinely compete at Premier League level. Next up at Selhurst Park was an Aston Villa side who we were, against all odds, level on points with.
7: Punchen now, scored! Punching has done it! A great run and cross from Velassi! It lands at the feet of Jason Punchen
4: onto that magical left foot and he clinically puts it away. They're up to 37, not mathematically safe must be almost safe in the Premier League for this season.
0: That win over Villa put Palace up to an incredible 12th place, some eight points clear of the relegation zone with goal difference factored in, and with a game in hand to come as well. That game in hand was up next, but it was a way to an Everton side that won their last seven games in a row. Surely the winning run was going to end at Goodison Park.
2: In it comes, Howard gets it away, comes out, punch him with a strike! He's done it again! Jason Puncheon. He's been one of the best players for Crystal Palace this season, one of the real architects of their rise up the table. And when the ball broke out there from Tim Howard, you never thought he was going to miss. Unerring into the bottom corner, and it's Everton nil. Crystal Palace one, and it's Puncheon again. In comes the corner, header in, and Dan has scored. Crystal Palace are two up. You believe this score out at Goodison Park, the fortress of late, but the Crystal Palace fans are celebrating and it's Scott down with a header that broke no argument, it's 2-0. As the ball comes into the box, Palace get it away, Everton really are piling it on here, here it comes across, Baines with a header back across goal, Naismith pokes it in, Naismith puts it in on the line and Everton are back in the game. They really did throw everything at Palace there and in the end the door caved in. Smith with another goal for Everton, it's Everton 1, Crystal Palace 2. As Punchin picks the ball up edge of the box, can he produce another little bit of magic? Lays the ball off to Jerome, Jerome right-footed, bottom corner, restores the two-goal lead. Would you credit it? Brilliant from Crystal Palace, every time you think they might be down and out. They hit you again. Amazing stuff. Punch and sets up Jerome. And he arrowed that shot into the bottom right-hand corner. It's 3-1 to Crystal Palace at Goodison. Barkley, it's opened up for Everton. He skips round the keeper here. And Morales has put it into the back of the net. Lovely little ball from Barkley. And Morales was onto it in a shot. Rounded Speroni and tucked the goal in. And it means it's back to one again. Everton two, Crystal Palace
5: three. They've been absolutely fantastic. You know, they, obviously, we added some quality. You know, Tom Ince hasn't played as many games as he'd like, but he's a top player. Joe Ledley's been brilliant for us. Scotty Dan's been brilliant. You know, Wayne Hennessy I think, is, is most probably the best signing because it's kept Julian Speroni on his toes. And um, so the ones we've brought in have really added to, to what we had. And, uh, and again. They're all good lads, good characters who work so hard. I think we're safe now. I think what we've got to do now is a responsibility to, to our supporters and everybody in the Barclays Premier League to, to make sure that we turn up for the next four games and we work as hard as what we've been doing. And that's, uh, you know, that is a responsibility that, um, you know, the players have to take on board.
0: Tony Pulis was clear in his mind then that the magical 40-point mark would indeed be enough for Premier League safety. However, it wasn't yet mathematically guaranteed. Next up for his side was a trip to Upton Park to take on a struggling West Ham team and a chance to do a double over their London rivals. Following on from his header against Peterborough last May, it was somewhat fitting that after Pablo Armero crudely brought down Cameron Jerome, it was left to Mile Jedernak, the Australian captain, to score his first Premier League goal and seal Premier League safety. He's going to take this one in front of Adrian. Up comes Jedinak and he
3: scores! It's a rattling good penalty from Mile Jedinak, who sends it high into the roof of the net. Adrian goes the right way, and there is just no stopping Crystal Palace at the moment. Four wins out of four, and they lead this London derby here at Upton Park by a goal to nil.
0: Jedi's penalty sealed it. Palace were mathematically safe. The club moved up to 11th in the Premier League table on 43 points and will be playing a second consecutive season of Premier League football for the first time since its formation in 1992. It's been a year to be truly glad all over to be a Palace fan. The club has been praised universally by pundits and fans alike for the character and strength of its players, the mastery of its manager and, of course, the amazing support both at home and away. This programme was presented and produced by Chris Humphreys for Palace Radio. Commentary in this programme came from the Palace Radio team of Eamon Marin, Daryl Murdoch, Jerry Clark and Trevor Hayes. Live commentary is available on Palace Radio of every game at Selhurst Park. Commentary of Away Games came thanks to our friends at BBC London 94.9, whose continued support has been invaluable to Palace Radio. Music in this programme is royalty-free. Join us again next season on Palace Radio 1278 AM as the Palace roller coaster continues to climb and climb and climb.